Thanks so much to Dean and to our singers for leading us in worship of God today and in our praise. Here's a question that you will be asked and ask many, many times each day. How are you doing? And invariably, how do we answer that question? No matter how we're actually feeling, no matter the circumstances that we're going through, no matter the inner pain that there might be, we tend to say something like this, oh, I'm all right, thanks. I'm doing okay. I'm not too bad. And when we engage with social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, or even despite its name, Be Real, we find people projecting an image of them living their best life that leaves us feeling the need to conform so that we sometimes lack honesty about how our life is really going. And that's why the sentiments that King David expresses in God's Word in Psalm 55 stand out so much because David is painfully honest about his circumstances and his feelings. Today, we're continuing to spend time in God's Word, getting to know King David, of whom the Lord said that he was a man after his own heart. David had a heart for God. If you want to describe it in this way, he shared the Lord's outlook, and that makes David someone who is worth meeting with and getting to know. And as we look at King David, and this includes today, we always want to keep an eye on what lies ahead. Our ultimate focus will be on a much greater king who would descend from David, because we remember that this is part of what is a much greater story of the one who God would send to be our ultimate king and savior. And so, once again today, as we look at the life of David, expect to hear much of King Jesus, and we want the focus to be on Him. And today, we're taking some time to think about David, the songwriter. We know that in music, ballads are a style of song that seems to transcend every style of music, whether it's soul or whether it's country, whatever genre of music all genres of music offer up their ballads. We also talk about laments, especially when it comes to piping. We heard that lament, Flowers of the Forest, a number of times around the time of the Queen's funeral. And some of the psalms or the songs that David wrote, which we have in Scripture, could be described as psalms of lament. They are songs that were written by David when he was going through difficult times. They're psalms where he expresses his true feelings to the Lord, and there is absolutely no holding back. So, turn with me, if you would, in your Bibles for a few moments to one of those psalms as we look again at Psalm 55 and what it is that David the songwriter says in this psalm of lament. And the first thing that strikes us 
when we begin to read this psalm together is the depth of David's anguish. It's clear that David is in a really bad way when he writes these lyrics. So, let's get a flavor of what he's going through and how he's feeling in the first part of the psalm. If we begin in the second part of verse 2, he says, my thoughts trouble me and I'm distraught. Verse 4, my heart is in anguish within me. And in the following verse, fear and trembling have beset me. I wonder today, can you perhaps identify with these words? Have you felt like that at some point, even in, in recent times? Or could it be that you're feeling like that right now, that despite the appearance of calmness that you're giving as you sit here in church, there is inner turmoil and these kinds of feelings and, and thoughts running through your mind? So, what does this leave David wanting to do? Well, it's what we thought about with the kids just a while ago. Listen to the sentiments that David expresses in verses 6 to 8. He said, oh, that I had the wings of a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. I would flee far away and stay in the desert. I would hurry to the place of shelter, far from the tempest and storm. And those are really beautiful and poetic lyrics, but what are they ultimately telling us about David? Well, it's this, that he wanted to do a runner. He wanted to get away from it all. If he could escape his circumstances and find peace in another place, he would. And once again, maybe you can identify with what David is saying here. Oh, just to be in a place other than the one that you find yourself in right at this moment. As I was reading about this psalm, a couple of scholars talked about how these opening verses describe the feelings that we have when we go through an anxiety or a panic attack. And anxiety is something that I've struggled with through much of my life to the point of needing professional help. And I know that it's something that many of you struggle with as well. And maybe at times you have felt that your anxiety is not something that you could trouble God with, that it's somehow beyond His care, or it lies outside the remit of what He can deal with. Well, here's the key thing for us to consider today as we look at this psalm. Who is it that David is addressing? Who is it that he is singing these words to? Who is he crying out to? Well, it's God. Look at the start of the psalm with me again, verses 1 and 2, and we see who David is pouring his heart out to. He says, listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my plea. Hear me and answer me. David cries out to the Lord, telling him exactly how he's feeling. There's absolutely no holding back. He's completely honest about what he's going through and the impact it's having on his life and his soul. And so, people, here is the first big lesson to learn from King David, the songwriter, and the laments that we have in the Bible that we can bring 
all of our thoughts, all of our feelings, all of our worries to God, every single one of them, our struggles with anxiety that at times can be debilitating, our feelings of disappointment and anger, even our struggles with sin and the disappointment we can feel when we far too easily give in to temptation. We can bring it all to the Lord. If you want to put it like this, it's okay to tell God that you're not okay. The depth of David's anguish. But then, in the psalm, we also discover the reason for his anguish. And in the first part of the psalm, David hints that his enemies are the cause of his anguish. He talks in the third verse about being distraught at the voice of the enemy. And take your pick, because there is absolutely no shortage of enemies that David had during his life and his reign. But then there's a shocking revelation in verse 13. If you look at that verse again, David reveals that it is actually his close friend who is insulting and attacking him. And then further down in the psalm, in verses 20 and 21, he gives us a clearer idea of what's going on, that someone who appeared to be on his side, who gave the impression that he was an ally and a supporter was causing trouble, that if you want to summarize it, David was being betrayed. Look again at verses 20 and 21. He says, my companion attacks his friends. He violates his covenant. His talk is smooth as butter, yet war is in his heart. His words are more soothing than oil, yet they are drawn swords. So, who was this close friend betraying David? Well, scholars believe they can pinpoint the incident and the person that David had in mind as he wrote these words. This particular psalm of lament was probably written when David's own son Absalom rebelled against him. And these are events that happened much further into David's life. They're events that happened much later than the events that we have already been thinking about during our series looking at the life of King David. And if you would like to, you can read about Absalom's rebellion against his father in the book of 2 Samuel, in 2 Samuel chapters 15 to 17. But the thing is, as hurtful as his own son's rebellion would have been, what was especially hurtful and upsetting was the betrayal of a close friend and advisor called Ahithophel. He was a trusted advisor. He had given wise counsel to David. Just look at how valuable he was. If you turn with me to the book of 2 Samuel and to the end of chapter 16, verse 23, it says, now in those days, the advice of Ahithophel, or the advice Ahithophel gave was like that of one who inquires of God. That's quite a reference. And yet, look at the, the terrible thing we go on to discover in 2 Samuel 17, that Ahithophel 
who was part of David's court, who had given him such trusted advice, was actually advising Absalom as to how he could destroy his father. So, look at 2 Samuel 17 and verses 1 to 3, the advice that he gives to Absalom. He says, I would choose 12,000 men and set out tonight in pursuit of David. I would attack him while he is weary and weak. I would strike him with terror, and then all the people with him will flee. I would strike down only the king and bring all the people back to you. Now, can you begin to understand David's lament, his anguish, his sorrow, why he felt the way he did? He had been totally betrayed by someone within his inner circle, someone whom he presumably trusted with his life. And he discovers this betrayal later in that chapter in 2 Samuel 17. Maybe you have felt this kind of betrayal in your life. And so, you share the level of anxiety and distress that David felt because of such terrible betrayal, maybe let down by a friend, a trusted colleague, a husband or wife, a parent or child. So, how can you begin to deal with such betrayal? and the anxiety, and the distress, and the anger that it can lead to. Well, what did David do when he was betrayed? Well, we get to see he calls on the Lord. He doesn't try and handle this situation and all the anguish that it's causing by himself in his own strength. No, verse 16, he says, but I call to God, and the Lord saves me. David calls on the Lord to deal with his enemies and to deliver him. And I want you to see the extent to which he does this, that he goes on to say in verse 17, evening, morning, and noon I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. So, is that what your prayer life looks like as you step into 2023, where constantly throughout the day and the night, you're seeking the Lord and looking to Him. And I want you to also note the confidence with which He does this. He's not calling upon some well-meaning but incapable person. David understands who he is seeking. In verse 19, he talks about God who is enthroned forever. And today, are you able to see this truth about the Lord? that He is sovereign, that He's in full control. And as David reflects on God's rescue and help, he gives others some sound advice, and it is guidance that we should follow today. Verse 22, he says, cast your cares on the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. What cares do you need to bring before the Lord today? What burdens is it that you're carrying around? What's causing you anguish or anger or anxiety? 
Well, as we come to the end, how do we know that God cares for us in the way that David talks about here? How can we trust the Lord to be faithful when others around us simply aren't? How can we be in this position that David was in where we can cast our cares on the Lord and know that He will sustain us? Well, as we finish, not only can this psalm be described as a psalm of lament, it can also be described as a messianic psalm. That is a psalm that points ahead to a much greater king. And in many cases in the psalms, the words of David could be Jesus' words. And there's an example of that here in this psalm in verses 12 to 14. Listen to these words again and think of our Lord and Savior Jesus. If an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe were rising against me, I could hide. But it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship at the house of God as we walked about among the worshipers. Think about those days in Jerusalem leading up to the death of Jesus as He and His disciples spent time in the temple courts together. And one of those twelve, one of those men handpicked by the Lord Jesus was in the process of betraying Him. And by the way, just as a footnote here and as a warning, betrayal in the Bible never ends well for the betrayer because both Ahithophel and Judas Iscariot took their own life. The Lord Jesus was betrayed by Judas in order that we would know God's faithful love. The Lord Jesus was rejected so that we who trust in Him would be accepted by God. The Lord Jesus died so that those who believe in Him will always live. And today, if you are a believer in Christ, this is what Jesus endured for you. And if you're not, turn to Jesus. Trust in Jesus. Because through Him and Him alone, you can come to a God who cares. If you receive the righteousness of Christ, then you can cast your cares and your anxieties on the Lord, knowing that He will sustain you and never let you down. Amen. We give thanks.